myself a couple of times. Never could get that shit right. Biology wasn't my strong suit. I hated myself, man. Ill do. Thought that shit was a weakness for a long time. That shit was my power. I walk around, act like they know what hate means. Nah, no one does until you be yourself. different uh this podcast episode i'm recording editing throwing together and uploading entirely done with only my iphone 8 plus that i recently acquired um i had a iphone 5s before this and i i rocked that thing out as long as i could until shat out on me. Well, actually, I rocked that thing until I probably, I think what happened is I, I ended up losing it in LA. And that's a crazy story in itself. I ended up leaving it somewhere in LA. I lost it somewhere all fucking strung out and high. Don't know where I left it. Couldn't find it. I don't even think I had the find my iPhone app on it or anything, and then I ended up having to, uh, because I had, whatever, insurance on the phone or whatever, I had you know, to pay like a $50 copay or have them send me another one, and then I got this another iPhone, you know, they sent me a, a new one or whatever, a refurbished one or whatever, and then um, that one recently uh, kind of shit out on me as well. The uh, home button went bad on it, and then... Uh, but apparently you can, you know, I guess in the settings, you know, put a home button on your touch screen, which was nice, you know, so I could actually use the fucking phone, but it's still like, it, it would fuck up on me. I guess I got water damage, but it would press buttons by itself and, 
you know, and so when I'd try to send a message or text people, all these different buttons would press and it'd, you know, text or send a bunch of gibberish or, you know, probably accidental, accidentally poke people in my pocket so people were, like, you know, probably weirded out by me, you know, like poking them randomly for no reason. Um, so finally I, I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this fucking phone anymore. And, um, you know, I fucking gave in and, uh, I switched from phone service from whatever Verizon or not for, I switched from Virgin Mobile to Verizon. And, uh, I don't know. I guess it's going to, we'll see how that goes. It's going to be more expensive, but God damn it, I really wanted a new phone to like, you know, do social media marketing or whatever the fuck, because I don't know where Marcus has been, but, you know, I'm kind of isolated from a bunch of people, and I kind of, well, I fucking, you know, I'm sure a lot of people close to me already know, and a lot of people in general probably know, but I relapsed, and uh, I, I relapsed, you know, hard enough to to fuck up a lot of good things going on in my life. You know, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I lost everything, but, you know, I did a lot of damage to, uh, you know, relationships that were really fucking special to me. And, and, I, and I'm sure a lot of people, you know, have an entirely different perception about me as a person. And some people probably think really poorly of me and they, they, sh they have every right to because... You know, I was, I was just fucking up, dude. And I, I can't, there's no excuse and there's nothing I can say that would justify, you know, relapsing and, and, and fucking doing drugs again. And, uh, the most fucked up thing about it was, you know, I, I always know that, you know, if I, you know, go back and do fucking drugs, especially the drugs I was doing, or I've always been known to do, I know that I fucking, it takes away things from me that I love, and some, and sometimes it, or most of the time, all the time, it takes away things that are the most precious to me, and the most, you know, the most uh, beloved to me, and, and to, and to, and a lot of times to the point that I damaged things in my life so much that I will never be able to repair some of those relationships. I'll never be able to repair some of those wonderful things in my life. And, you know, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to hate myself too much, but that's definitely one of the things I'm best at is being overly hard on myself, but, and people that I've been talking to while I'm trying to get through this and transition back into, um, you know, recovery and sobriety it told me that I shouldn't hate myself and that hating myself is what causes me to, you know, relapse and it's not healthy and, but it's really hard not to hate myself when I've, you know, disappointed and upset people and, and, you know, and hurt people that, you know, don't deserve to be, you know, put through that or treated the way I was treating them. And I'm, I mean, I feel horrible about it. And, uh, 
it really fucking sucks. And, um, and I've just been kind of self-reflecting and, and it, it's really hard to think about right now because I, I, oh, that's my dog in the background, by the way. Hey, Zachy. He's, uh, you want to say something, Zachy? No, he's just sniffing the phone. Um, no, it's really hard for me to think about these past couple weeks and all the shit that's I'm going to have to face, you know, and face it, face the music clean because I'm just, I feel, I feel so fucking bad, you guys. And, um, it's hard not to get like emotional right now, but, um, I, 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 I'm in my house all by myself and my parents are out of town, which I'll explain why in a bit, but it's just really hard not to want to go and get high right now when I'm stuck in this house all by myself and all I can be here is sit here with my thoughts and think about all the shitty things I did and the people I hurt and the people that, you know, I probably will never get a chance to even apologize to, let alone anything, like have any conversation with them. I, and fuck, it, it just... I don't want, I don't want anyone to, I'm not, I'm not trying to victimize myself or play the victim. I'm, I'm just expressing myself and venting and I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. And I don't, I don't, I really don't want people to feel sorry for me. I don't want empathy. I don't want pity. I just, I'm just trying to, uh, you know, vent and talk about my, my life. So if anyone's listening to this, just no, I'm not, I'm not saying any of this to get empathy or sympathy. I don't want empathy or sympathy. I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to victimize myself. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, I guess, express myself. And if it comes off as that way, then I'm not intending it to come off that way. And I'm just, and, and obviously I'm going to be working on I'm going to be working all that on all the, these things because I'll be going to rehab soon. Um, I won't be uh, podcasting, um, but the we have like we have a, a shit ton of old recordings in the vaults, as we like to say. But we'll have all these recordings uh, uploaded, but on a scheduled posting. So. They will be, you know, every Wednesday it'll be published to upload a, a, a podcast, but they'll be uploaded beforehand and then posted um, on every Wednesday. So if you guys see new up, like new like episodes of Nod Squad uploaded for the podcast, um, you know those have been uploaded beforehand and on a scheduled post. So even though you'll see new episodes, it's not like I'm recording new episodes. I'll be either in rehab or, or you know, or whatever. Um, and that will be that, but I'm not uploading and doing new podcasts. They'll just be automatically uploaded by itself. I don't know if that makes any sense, but basically you can do things like, you know, on Instagram or, you know, your Facebook uh, business page or whatever, where you have a scheduled post. So it's scheduled to post on whatever day and it posts by itself. So 
that'll be what is happening with that. Um, and my co-host Ryan will be getting out of inpatient this month sometime uh, in March. And, um, you know, I've been talking to him on the phone, you know, and he's helping me get, I think I'm going to be going into, uh, the, the rehab that he is just getting out of. It's so fucked up. You guys, I, I really fucked up a lot, you know, like him and I could have been podcasting together. And, uh, now as soon as he's getting out of rehab, I'm going into rehab. It's couldn't be more fucked up me fucking up like this but he'll be uh taking over uh duties uh and you know we should have been co-hosting side by side but he'll be you know recording these podcasts and uh I think for the first you know month or so he'll just do uh you know the intros and segue into some old recordings so you know technically you'll still hear my voice and you'll still get to, you know, you know, my charming ways will be, you know, and whatnot will be on these episodes, but they will be old episodes and I'll be in a rehab somewhere. So, so, but you know, when Ryan takes over and does the intro, he'll, um, you know, he'll segue into old recordings and discuss them and, uh, he'll, uh, you know, he'll, he'll update anyone and who, who is, you know, curious of, how my recovery is doing and, um, you know, checking in on me and making sure I'm doing good. So that way we can keep, uh, this podcast alive and, you know, him and I were talking and we thought it would be a really cool concept that, you know, he, uh, you know, get back into the show and, uh, you know, get to podcast, uh, at the same time. I get the help I need and we still get episodes out to you guys um, because, you know, from the feedback I've gotten from the people who listen, they I'm, they really enjoy Nod Squad and what we do and, um, and they, um, I can, I don't know, they just, they like, they like what we do and they like the content we put out. So I want, you know, I want, we, him and I both want to keep you know, getting podcasts out to the people who enjoy it. And, um, I think it's just a real cool concept that now he, you know, that now that he's, you know, and I talked to him the other day, he's like a completely different person. Um, he's like talking to, he was talking to me about recovery and, you know, trying to help me not feel so bad or hate myself so much. And he was just, the way he was describing our addiction to me, it was just amazing. It was like, he's so fucking smart and, I was so impressed by, you know, where he's compared, like where he was to where he is now. It was just so fucking impressive. And, um, so, um, it's taken a lot for me to, to admit that I need help and I need help, um, as I need kind of some kind of the help that I, you know, I need from some outside source. I can't do this on my own. This is, this addiction is much bigger than me, and um, you know, as hor as horrible as it is, losing um, things in my life and people in my life that are very, very, still are very, you know, I still care about all the people in my life and the people that I that I will probably you know never you know 
get an opportunity to speak to again or apologize to. I think as horrible, you know, as much as it sucks to to lose the things and the you know the people that I did. At the very least, the 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 this loss or the this recent you know rock bottom. At the very least, losing these the th- the losing these all these things and people were was the was the loss that kind of technically saved my life because it was the moment that I realized that I need help that I really never you know tried to get before. You know, I've never, you know, it's kind of weird. I've never really never been to an inpatient treatment center. I've never been to a rehab. I've done plenty of outpatient and done plenty of court-ordered drug programs, but never been to rehab before. So at least this horrible rock bottom I had was the moment that I accepted that you know, I'm kind of powerless over this thing and and that I I need to take it a lot more seriously than I, I have ever taken it before. And I can't bullshit myself any longer, you know? And so at the very least there's that that saved my life in a way. Um so you know, I'm sorry this is such a depressing episode, you guys, but you know, it, it could be worse. I could be dead. You know, I, um, during this relapse, I, I fucked up and I got staff on my face. I don't know how, because I don't shoot up in my face, but basically what happened was, um, you know, I went to buy a pack of, uh, points, you know, needles or rigs or whatever. And, um, they only had the, the long needles, the long tips. And I use shorts. I like the short needles because my veins pop out pretty pretty fat so it's not like I have to go dig around you know to register but they only had long ones so I was like well fuck I can make it work if I have to but then that way you have to go really parallel with your arm and you have to get it all right and it's hard and so I think what happened was is I you know I pushed through the vein and I probably missed a, a good amount of the shot and uh it was it was goofball it was a goofball shot or I was doing goofballs so I think I kind of missed. Uh, I didn't get an abscess or anything like that, but um, my face started breaking out like crazy, kind of like how Ryan's did when he had his last re- bad relapse, and uh, and it 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 broke out. But then, like when I popped the f- zits, it like popped and oozed out just like horrible toxic drugs. So they went from like you know normal whitehead it it popped but then it like spread into these flat scabs that just wouldn't heal on my face and I just was like what the fuck so then they got it was getting worse and worse and you know I was getting like sores on my neck on my back of my neck and my lower back and it would not heal and I was trying my best not to pick them but like you know when you're in the shower scrubbing your face and these scabs get waterlogged they just rub off and then it was getting so bad I woke up one morning and my I, my left eye was completely swollen shut and I have pictures of it and it just looked like a fucking mess. So I thought it could have been MRSA, but I went and finally got, you know, 
my my mom convinced me to go and get uh see a doctor and it, they did a swab test and it wasn't MRSA it was just staff well which I guess is better than MRSA because MRSA can kill you but hmm sorry guys drinking coffee mixed with ice cream but um yeah so I've been on antibiotics for a while and um I might go get some more refilled because um, I still, I mean, most of the scabs healed, but there's like two little ones on the, you know, on the sides of my face, like right next to where my eye balls are, I guess. But they're, I, I even have this one picture and it's like, I wake up one morning before my DUI class and I I guess I, cause I was so stressed out, I just picked all the scabs right there. I was just like, fuck it. And I just picked all the scabs and then my whole face was covered in blood. Just completely covered in blood. And I don't know why, but I took a picture of that. And it's just grotesque as all hell. It was just fucking hideous how bloody my face was. Um, I'm such a fucking idiot, you guys. Um... I, I, I could have, I really came close to, to dying and I was, it was not intentional. Like oh, I'm going to kill myself. It wasn't like that. I was just, I came really close to dying. Like I would do a shot and immediately hold a Narcan spray to my nose just in case. Like I hope, I mean, I, I, there's no way I would have been able to successfully, but you know, I was holding Narcan spray up to my nose, like immediately after shooting up just because it was that, it was that dark, it was that bad, you guys, and, um, fuck, I'm just, uh, I'm trying not to be too hard on myself, but it's really, really hard not to, you know, um, after I'd gotten some, because I was up for days, I was up for fucking days, you guys, and, you know, I wasn't getting any sleep, and I, I don't remember a lot of the shit I, or things I may have said, or, text or message to people I don't I don't really remember it that well I just know I was hypersensitive and like things that were normally not a big deal I made a fucking mountain out of molehills left and right and I was just overly dramatic and I was just being a fucking little bitch you know I'm fucking so fucking stupid you guys god damn it but I am going to get help. I'm I'm trying to see if I can do this cuz I got, I go on house arrest uh in about 4 days on March 6th. So depending on when I air this upload this episode um yeah, I'll be going on house arrest. I'm trying to you know, I talked to Dave. Dave finally called me and you know, gave me the tough love I needed and fucking snapped me out of it. You know, if, uh, which was crazy cuz <laughs> He was giving me such tough love. I was like, fuck, does Dave, like, does everyone hate me? They have every right to, but then he made a lot of sense out of things. And I'm, I'm going to see if I can do house arrest at the same time as, as, uh, rehab and just do house arrest from the rehab. But I, I gotta, I gotta talk to, um, when the sheriff's office opens up on, you know, on Monday, I have to call and ask. Um, but basically I have 18 days of house arrest and I'm at the same time looking at, um, the 12 months I need, I need the full 12 months of, of rehab you guys. And, um, 
so I won't be around. Uh, Ryan will be doing, you know, he won't be co-hosting. He'll be hosting, just like I was hosting. I mean, we were usually supposed to both be co-hosts, but, you know, I fucked all that up. But, you know, I think it's kind of going to be cool. Everyone gets to hear, you know, Ryan, Ryan's voice and pick at his brain. Because, I mean, fuck, you guys have heard me long enough. And it was supposed to be me and him interacting with each other, but now it's just like, oh yeah, now it's just him by himself and after it's been me by myself. But what, we're gonna, what we want to do is try and get all the old episodes just done and uploaded. So then, you know, by that time, Ryan can work on doing phone, you know, interviews of his own and, um, and whatnot. So uh, I, don't, I don't know much else to say right now. Um... I have uh, plenty of, uh, you know, older interviews that I want to do. And like I said, this this episode you're listening to now, I am doing with the no computer. No computer. Only microphone is, I'm using is the mic in my, my iPhone. And uh, I'm going to segue into uh, this one with, I believe she wanted her uh, alias or handle name uh pay, to be page so um this is page she talks about a uh she talks about dating a crooked cop a dirty cop and uh not mean i'm not meaning he has to take a shower i mean this cop he did illegal things and took advantage of his uh of his badge and he liked to do the uh the meth as they say the sconte I guess some people call it, which is weird, Sconte. Or some people call it Sconta. I think it's supposed to be called Sconte. Sconte? I don't know what the fucking... I don't know. I didn't know really... Like I said, I'm a fucking lightweight to to the ice, so... Like... Ugh, I'm just, I was just so stupid. I even... <laughs> I even have a really horrible, horrible, embarrassing self-admittal. It's self-admittal? See, I don't even know fucking words now that I'm sobering up. I, I, I don't know if I should self-admit this, you guys. It was, it's super embarrassing, but uh, you know what? I'm going to... Fuck it. I'm going to self-admit this. So I had um, I'd broken all the tips off of all, all my needles. Like, oh, well, if I broke the tips off, then I can't use, you know? I can't shoot up. But then uh, I ended up, like, finding a really fucking caked-up cotton on the ground in my closet. This was, like, caked-up cotton. Like, at first, I didn't even like think it was a cotton I thought it was like I don't know who I didn't know what the fuck I thought and then I smelled it and I was like oh that's a fucking cotton so I you know I put it over like a spoon or whatever and I, I dripped some water on it and it you know squished it a couple times and I was like oh that's a fucking cotton and it was caked so I was, you know obviously uh I you know was like oh, how am I gonna do this and uh well, you know what? Let me let me get into that later. First of all, I wanted to kind of talk about. Yeah, you know, I I, I just you know I fucking clickbaited you guys with that story, but I'll tell that at the end of my segue or intro. So, you know, there's been a lot going on in my life, and hold on, I need a sip of coffee. God damn, that coffee's good. I fucking put so much ice cream in it and mixed it in my Vitamix blender. 
And then I put it in this empty Voss water bottle because it's all glass and fancy and froze it. So it's like really cold, icy. Well, no ice in it, but it's like cold coffee. Oh, so good. But so, you know, I'm not when, when I say when I when I say what's going on in my life right now, it's not to um, like gain pity or 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 make excuses for why I relapse. I'm just trying to paint the picture. I'm just trying to describe what's going on in my life. So again, I don't want empathy. I don't want any anyone to feel sorry for me, or I don't want anyone to like you know be like you know I don't want any anyone's kind words for for me being such a shithead and relapsing but i'm just trying to describe what's going on in my life so when i say this it's not to gain you know any sympathy or empathy from anyone it's or or, or it's not to victimize myself or play the victim i'm just trying to talk about what's going on in my life so don't take it as that you guys but basically um I have a lot, my family is going through a lot right now. Um, my youngest sister is pregnant and, um, I mean, I have three older sisters, right? And, um, two, my two oldest sisters are technically my half sisters from my dad's first, uh, marriage. And then my youngest sister is technically my only full-blooded sister from, you know, my dad's, you know, marriage with my mom. Um, but I mean, I never look at my older sisters as half-sisters. I just, they're my, I, they're my, my, they're my fucking sisters. We're really close. But anyway, um, my youngest sister is pregnant for the first time and they're, you know, her and her fiance are planning on keeping the child. And, you know, um, she's never had children before and never had gotten pregnant before. And um, my two older sisters are, you know, have been mothers for a while. So it's kind of a big deal because I was like, wow, you know, now all my siblings have are going to be having children. I'm going to be an uncle for, you know, was it the fourth time around because I have uh, one nephew and two uh, nieces. So um, there's some unfortunate news regarding her pregnancy, and I didn't even know this was possible. I just, but I guess it this is this happens, you know, not a lot, but it it's happen it happens every now and then. But the baby's um, the baby forming inside of her like womb, I guess. Um, it's it's uh, stomach, uh, liver, and intestines are forming outside of the baby's body. So, um, which is like, it, it kind of blew my fucking mind. And, uh, and it, it got me really, really sad. And we, di I didn't, we didn't know if they were going to be able to keep the baby or, or, or whatnot. But um, basically... You know, she's having to get all these tests done, and, and every time I, my parents come back and tell me news from the doctor, it seems like it gets worse and worse, and or the news gets worse and worse. I mean, there's still very good chance that, you know, they can, the baby can survive, but it's like, you know, immediately following her giving birth, the baby, they're going to have to go into immediate surgery, and I just like, 
it just blows my fucking mind that that they have technology and advances in medical science to be able to possibly, you know, just, you know, like keep this baby alive and have it, you know, actually, you know, live a, a, a decent quality of life. I guess the problem is, is um, since those organs are not inside of the baby, um, well, first of all, like there's the heart and the lungs and there, and there's like kind of a empty space where the or the rest of the organ should be. So it could be that the, I think it's, I don't know the details, details, but the heart may is like an enlarged and, um, they have to look at how the lungs are going to form. Apparently the lungs are some of the, like the last organs to be formed while a child is like, you know, being, you know, formed inside of a mother's womb. So they have to make sure, I guess, that there's going to be room to transplant the, the, was it the liver, the stomach and the intestines. They need, they need to figure out that there's going to be enough room to put them back inside of the baby after, you know, it's, it's conceived. And so it's just been really hard for me and I can only imagine what she's, my sister's going through and, you know, they don't know if like they want to do like a scrape, I, don't, I guess a scraping of the uterus to see if this is like a problem that's going to persist every time they have children or maybe it's in her, it's something wrong with her fiance. Like, so they have to do all these tests to make sure that they're not going to always have this kind of issue when they, when they want to have a ch like children. Cause if that were the case, then they might have to, you know, adopt because it's like, that's a lot for, you know, to, to, you know, like that's, a, it's, it seems like this seems like such a an insanely crazy and like, difficult procedure to me because it's I've I don't know much about this and you know um it's it just like it's it really has got it got me down and you know me and my sister kind of had not like a horrible falling out but I had said in previous you know podcast she's the one that had like you know snitched me out to my mom and dad about my my overdose and I was you know I was mad at her for a while I mean we all we we I've talked to her and we've, we've gotten past that. And I've, you know, we're, we're on good terms. Uh, I've been on good terms, um, you know, and I don't have any grudges towards her and, but, and now this has happened and, you know, I'm sure that this whole, you know, pregnancy is going to, and then having the, the baby go through, you know, surgery, I think it's going to be a lot on her physically and emotionally, you know, and I'm, It's just, it's hard to think about because it, it, it's really fucking sad. And, and I mean, I, I, I don't know what in exactly to think about it because it just, it just fucking boggles my mind, you know? So, uh, fuck. It's just, so I was, you know, I was like fucked up over that and, um, and then my dad is having heart issues, like, um, one, uh, it's not the valve, but I guess one of the parts of the heart that beats it, it's, um, and pumps blood, um, you know, and all that, it's, uh, I guess, I don't, I don't, it's just so confusing to me, because I'm, I'm like an audio and video engineering major, and 
and I, you know, like all this medical science is just so, it goes so over my head. But basically, you know, a normal heart beat is like do 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 like that, you know? Well, this part of his heart, instead of like, like the regular, like, you know, heart palpitations or whatever the word is, instead of going do 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 do, it goes like, it's like really fast, but tinier beats like that's the easiest way for me to describe it with a, without a visual aid or without like, you know, just describing to you in an audible form, you know, but it's like irregular and it's like small and fast. And so it's pumping, but it's like when, when it's irregular like that, it can cause blood clots to form and that can be very fucking serious. Uh, I mean, at least, you know, I know that. I mean, if it causes a blood clot, that's going to be very serious. So, you know, he's getting um, an ectocardiogram scan. I figured these words are so big, but yeah, he's getting one of those. Ectocardiogram, I think, is what it's called. And I forget the actual medical term. I had my mom and dad repeat it to me over and over, and I fucking forgot it. But, I mean, also, I was fucking relapsing so it's just hard to remember all this and then so all that was happening and it was just fucking overwhelming and you know um and I fucking relapsed and um I'm not using those as an excuse there is no excuse to fucking relapse and it was stupid as so fucking stupid of me you know and um um, and it, it just fucking sucks, man. And, and, uh, and my fucking relapse, all it did was cause more problems and it caused just shittier things to happen. And it was just so stupid of me, you know? And there's just some people in my life that, I really upset and some people that, you know, that that I probably will never speak to again. So I will never speak to again because they don't want to ever speak to me again. And and I fucking, it sucks. It really sucks. Cause, and and you know what? I, I deserve, I deserve every bit of it. You know, I do. I don't want to, you know, I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. I fucking caused all this. I caused every bit of it and I fucking have to face the fucking damages I caused on my life. And, um, and I just, but I, it, it fucking just sucks and it hurts. And, um, I fucking, I, I don't, I shouldn't hate myself and everyone says don't hate yourself, but I mean, I can't help but hate myself right now for, for, for making such fucking stupid mistakes again, all all, again. Like I knew, I always know shit is going to happen like this when I fucking do these drugs and yet I did it again, you know? And like this time it was like, fuck. There were people that were so special to me 
so fucking special to me. And I took it for granted and I fucking, I took it for granted and, and now I've, I've lost people and things that, uh, that were so special and unique. I will never, ever be able to recreate some of these relationships, you know, like there's some people out there in this world that are just unique, one of a kind, and you will never meet another person like that, you know, no matter who you fucking, what friendships you make or what people you meet, there's some people that can never be duplicated, you know, just can't, and some people like, I, I, underestimate and and some people are you know I I I overlook their life you know their past life experiences and maybe their past traumas and I underestimate how fragile like fucking certain things are to them or, or I don't know like I'm I guess I'm just trying to make sense of everything but I really it just sucks. It just sucks losing some people that there's like people who have done things for me that made me feel so happy and like so loved and like they made me feel so fucking just good and turned my whole like, you know, times when I'd been in a dark moment and just a simple like little like a card or a letter or just anything and it may not have been much to them or it may not have been much from to anyone else but to me it was like it meant like the things like meant the world to me so things that some people did and and you know I fucking broke trust the trust in, to the point where I fucking ruined I ruined relationships that I that were just meant a lot, a lot to me. And it's, it's all, it's my fault. I caused it all. And it's fucking my fault. And I deserve every fucking bad thing that happens to me as, or ha did happen to me as a result of this relapse, you know? And it just, I can't, it just sucks so much. So I really need to get the help that I need to get help that is out there and that, I, I just need to just I just need to get help and get better. And uh, all I can do is focus on myself and not worry about anything else because I that's the only way I'm gonna get better. And uh, and you know, hopefully one day, like down the road, you know, when I am better and I am, you know, have gotten through the steps and have done all the steps and I've. I have a good foundation and a good head on my shoulders and I and I know you know the big book and I uh, in and out and I know more about everything than I can maybe hopefully one one day down the road who knows I can't think about this now but hopefully one day I'll have a chance to apologize to all the people I hurt and all the people that I've pissed off and and like you know disrespected boundaries or whatever or what or whatever way or thing it is that I, you know the line I crossed with with everybody that I fucked burnt bridges with 
uh, maybe hopefully one day I can apologize to them and um, and that would be great you know but I don't expect it and I don't deserve it that's for sure I definitely don't deserve it and I'm not expecting anything from anybody you know and I can't even really think or worry about that right now because what's most important is that I get the help I need and I get better so I can, you know, be there for my family and then I can, you know, be of service to the next person that comes after me. So, I mean, I think that's all I really wanted to say and get off my chest. Um, um, I'm sorry if this was a kind of a downer episode or intro. I didn't intend for it to go this long, but, um, you know, this is kind of my farewell episode because after this, I won't be recording new, uh, interviews or I won't be recording new and anything because this is the, I can't be focusing on this anymore, but you know, Ryan will, you know, He's almost as charming as me. <laughs> no, no, he's he's fucking awesome. He's my best friend, and um, I'm so happy that he's helping me, and I'm so happy that uh, he's taking over and keeping Not Squad alive because you know I've I've gotten emails from people and and messages, and a lot of them, well, given well they've all given me positive feedback and some have said that you know it's helped them in their recovery and and like my last relapse episode it, they people have said oh it helps them not feel so alone in this and um that's that's great that if if this podcast can help people not feel so alone and and help them you know seek some kind of help then that's awesome and i hope that this Episode is especially in general, like this episode alone. I hope you know me coming clean about my relapse and what a piece of shit dirtbag I am. I hope hopefully it helps someone out there, you know, not feel so alone, but also not be so afraid to ask for help, you know, because I definitely needed it, and um, you know, a lot of people. Uh, helped me to, uh, you know, like, they smack, a lot of people smacked some sense into me and helped me realize that I needed, needed help, and now, um, I'm ready for that help, you know, I'm kind of, you know, nervous and scared about going to rehab, especially that long, and, you know, I'd, I think I, I haven't really checked the emails, but I'm pretty sure I just got hired in a, for a really nice job at this like high-end grocery store called Sprouts. And well, I don't know because I was so fucking incoherent. I didn't even read all the emails, but it was like I, I just fucked off a super good job. But, you know, what good is fucking what good is that job going to be if I am chronically relapsing? You know, I, I always said, oh, I can wean. I, I wean really good. And, yeah, I can wean off really good. But then, you know, two weeks or even two months or whatever, I fucking relapse. I'm a chronic fucking relapser, you guys. And, like, what good is a, this job going to be if I'm chronically relapsing? And, you know, then I, I'm just going to get fucked off and lose it all again. So it's like now I have to really fucking... I need to really take this seriously and more 
more serious than I've ever taken it before. And, and this is life or death for me. You know, like, I need to be there for my dad and my mom and my sister. And I need to be there for my fucking nieces and nephews. And and I can't, I can't fucking do this anymore. I've never been more done in my entire life. And, you know, lo- losing the things in my life and the people in my life that I love. Losing them this last time was the very loss that made me get help and, and take this more seriously than I've ever had before. So at the very least, as much as it sucks losing everything that I did and everyone, those losses saved my life at least. So, you know, maybe one day I'll get to, you know, tell people that, that, that have every right to, to never want to speak to me again, you know? And I don't, yeah, I focus on stupid shit too much. Like, I need to, I need to focus on myself and getting better. And I, I, you know, when I was high, when I was loaded on goofballs and up for days and days, I, I, I turn every situation into worst case scenario, you know? And so then I was just like, Fuck, I'm so ashamed and embarrassed of how I pr- I came off to some people. I, you know, well, most of everybody I, you know, interacted with, I, I'm so ashamed and embarrassed on how I came off because, fuck, like, I was a fucking, oh, such an idiot I came off. Oh, I almost am afraid to know how I came off. I'm so glad I didn't record a podcast loaded. I'd rather there be a three-week gap or whatnot than me upload a bunch of episodes and I just have to listen back at that, you know, like <laughs> afterwards. No, fuck that. Um. So anyway, you guys, I'm going to... This has been 48 minutes, but um, fuck. Um, oh. Okay, hold on. I got to tell the embarrassing story or the ending to the embarrassing story. Hold on. Let me take some coffee sips. Okay, you guys. This is super embarrassing. But you know what? It's super embarrassing, but it's what may be embarrassing for me will make you all laugh at me, (laughs) at my stupidity at least. So anyway... I, I told you guys I had broken off all the needle tips and I, I never throw rigs in the trash because I think that's fucked up. I always find uh, a place to properly uh, dispose of them, you know, like uh, if it's a needle exchange or, or whatnot. And there's this uh, shopping center, the Pismo Outlets, and there's all these cool stores there. But uh, I like that outlet center also because... The public restroom is really nice and high end, but the public restroom has these sharps uh, uh, container, um, like, like uh, trash. I got a burp. Hold on. Oh, excuse me. It's like a sharps container, like thing that's above the uh, trash can. So if you have uh, dirty needles, you need to dispose of. You can 
put it there instead of the trash can and they'll take the, the used needles and dispose of them where they need to be properly disposed. So I'd always, I would always um, like to go there because it, I, I felt better about, you know, disposing of old needles there and, um, you know, not just throwing them somewhere in the trash where it'd go in a landfill and just not, and, you know, I just felt, always felt shitty if I did that. So, you know, I had these old needles, but I was like, I'm gonna break the tips off them so I don't use them. Well, I found this cotton and it was caked, man. It was caked and it was like, looked like a, just as potent as, and dark as a regular shot that cooked up. So I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, oh, I'm not, I was like, how am I gonna, I don't have any rigs, how am I gonna do this? And then, <laughs> And there was always this uh, joke going around um, when we were in drug court, because <laughs> you know you can you can you can't smoke a cotton, but I mean you can smoke dope or you can snort it. You can even snort heroin. I mean in liquid form, you just and I almost was like, oh, I could do that. I could draw it up and stick it in, you know, tilt my head and stick it in my nostril and and kind of snort it. But it's liquid, so it'd be like kind of weird going down. You know, or you can slam it, but I had no needles on these tips. And then I thought, oh, wait, there's one more way I can do it. And it's the way we would joke about doing it in group in drug court. And it's like the Nike slogan, just boof it. <laughs> you know, boofing it, like, you know, putting it in your butt and squirting it in. <laughs> and apparently, from what I've heard, it, it hits you pretty fast, faster than any other way aside from slamming it. So I never really done it before and and I'm not gay, but I put some preparation H on it, not bad boy, like it was lube. And I boofed that shit. <laughs> and I'm not ashamed of it because it fucking worked and it got me fucked up too. <laughs> but that's embarrassing. It was in my butt. And you know, I've had a finger in my butt once. One of my girlfriends put a pinky in my butt and it didn't, it didn't, wasn't pleasurable at all. It was actually quite uncomfortable. I don't know why she wanted to put her finger in my butt, but she wanted to and she did and it, it was not fun. And I had an erection beforehand because she was going down on me and I, I guess I was on Molly or something and she, she put, put a finger in my butt and my erection instantly went from erect to soft, like... So soft, it was like scared turtle syndrome. So I definitely knew I didn't like things in my butt because that's 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 the most proper test of if anything to measure if you like things in your butt. I mean, when she had her finger in my butt, it felt like I was pooping out a finger, like over and over, just pooping out fingers left and right. <laughs> oh, I guess my dogs have to go outside. Yeah, so that's embarrassing, but and not butt talks, but like you know the. I don't know, uh, this, you know, B-U-T butt. Uh, yeah, I boofed it. So I think we're going to have a lot of boofing memes on the Instagram page as a result of uh, me coming clean and admitting I, I boofed as a relapse. But it, I mean, it worked pretty damn good. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm not, I didn't like boof it and then be like, Ooh, I want to get pegged like by my, my girl or whatever. Like, I, no, it's not like that. It was, you know, anyway. All right, you guys, I'm going to segue into this podcast. I'll see you later. Oh. 
God reached his hand down from the sky. He blooded the lamb and he set it afire. He said, fear me again. No, I'm your father. Remember that no one can breathe underwater.